0: to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together
1: to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls.
0: That creepy music means it's time again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I am your host, Tom, or Robots now with plus two perception because i have glasses because i'm an old man and i'm here with uh my co-host who has had glasses because i guess he's an old man too lotus of doom what's up lotus how's it going uh-huh. I, I'm doing pretty well. It's true. I've uh I've actually apparently on that on that scale I've been an old man since I was about three. So awesome. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to come to you for tips when it when it has to do with old man stuff. Like <laughs> like uh, what happens if my back starts hurting?
2: Yep. <laughs> just just accept it and be
0: sad. What it's happens fine. when my kids Move don't on. call me? What do I do? <laughs> um Yeah, so, so, so I'm kind of excited. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited here because uh I get to like well, one I can see a little bit better. I don't i don't have like crazy crazy powerful prescriptions but you know i'm over 40 things are kind of getting a little fuzzy and then i have to look back and forth between things and my eyes just don't adjust as quickly so this helps this helps maybe it'll help with my headaches and things too uh but i'm especially excited for glasses because i now have a new prop to play with so like if i'm saying if i'm saying something really smart to somebody i can like push them up in the middle like that and then i can make my point or if you say something really smart i can take them off and i can kind of like tap the end of them to my mouth and be like hmm interesting interesting
2: so like the other thing you could always do if you just want to frustrate people uh for anybody who's um, seen westworld you could wear them really far down your nose and uh-huh. it's just it doesn't make sense why they stay on your face <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could
0: do that too um, <laughs> yeah you could always do that so yeah or take the glasses off when it gets serious crystal that's a good one like mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Or put them on when I get serious. Like, it's time to do this. You know, like, Somebody like says kind of something
2: really dumb. You take them off and just rub the side of your temples, holding your glasses. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right,
0: right. you like, oh, you gave <laughs> me a headache with your stupidity. Tried. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited about this. Mm-hmm. But welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Glasses Cast. Um, we are today diving into another of the Aedra, another of the Divines. And uh, we've taken a few weeks off of this. I hope you guys enjoyed the episodes about the dragons and the dragon names and and it was super fun to have pylon on last week he's such a he's such yeah. a good guy pylon's great yeah so we're we're going back we're going back into the divines. so today is all about julianos yes. julianos and um lotus I, I love springing things on my co-host lotus when you think Julianos, what do you think about
2: i think about the most over asked for set in elder scrolls online <laughs> in terms of crafting because if you're a magic character and you need training gear you are going to ask me to make you a
0: set of julianos <laughs> Ah, ah. You know what I think? I think old man, but that's because I have glasses now.
2: So (laughs) also that (laughs) and all our wisdom points as we'll get into. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's talk about this. Um, and of course, Like usual, we're pulling from the UESP article. This is our main source of wiki stuff, which we start things off with. And of course, we dig a little bit more into this stuff before we do the episode. But a lot of the stuff that we quote is directly from the UESP because it does such a good job summing things up. So here we go. Julianus Ose. Julia, J- Julianos, I'm gonna mispronounce it right at the beginning. Right, nailed it out the gate. First nailed word it. in already problematic. <laughs> nailed it. Julianos, Adric, God of Wisdom and Logic, is one of the Cyrillic Divines governing the realms of literature, law, history, and contradiction. This okay. Pause. Pause. This immediately brings forth what i think are some sort of connections to your favorite daedra hermaeus mora mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we've got we've got basically he is the is the governing deity of information and the contradictions within that information Yep, which is exactly what hermaeus mora is all about is this hidden mm. knowledge and all the things that are going to drive your brain crazy Exactly. This is basically the light side version, or
2: the Adric version, of, of the Daedric version that I
0: love. Right, right. And I love that. Like this, they're almost the same in that regard. Okay, so yep. let's. Put that put that in your back pocket kind of hold, hold on to it don't sit down too hard on it and it'll make you lopsided um here we go he is usually associated with magic and thus is often revered by wizards Junol, the nordic f- father of language and mathematics fell out of favor in the nordic pantheon after which he became julianus of the divines monastic orders founded by tiber septum and dedicated to julianus are the keepers of the elder scrolls he is particularly venerated among many imperials and bretons as a divine he represents the virtue of learning scholarship and justice his domains include sorcery alchemy and enchantment he is said and i like this part he is said to incant the damned equation his symbol is a triangle discuss (laughs) what do you think about this we'll go with the
2: most simple bit to start with the fact that his symbol is a triangle. Well, Mm -hmm. here's his, for, for a visual prop, as we've been, uh, doing each show that I remember. So it's his, um, what would you call this? His, his, uh, shrine that you pray to in game, um, is basically a pyramid with some designs on it. But, very simplistic. Pretty recognizable, though, because it is literally just a straight Like, some of these will get kind of weird and have been. But, um, yeah, this one's just a straight-up pyramid. And then you get into a lot of what Julianos is. And it's funny because at least... From my take, I always view him as almost like the crafting god. Huh? <laughs> because... When you think about it, um, you've got alchemy, you've got um, enchanting, stuff like that. When you are, again, this is a little more in-game stuff, when you are craft grinding in games, uh, usually tends to coincide a bit more when you're dealing with the Mages Guild. You're dealing with a lot of Julianos' realm or... um, However, you would want to call it his influence, that's where you're going. So, he's very um, if if wizardry or that type of thing is your shtick, you are probably pretty affiliated with Julianos in one way or another, regardless of whether it's offensive magic, scholarly magic, or any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like to think of Julianos as the information and what you can do with the information. So yeah. any good craftsman is a good craftsman because they have studied their craft. Right. So they you spent can't, the time learning. You, they spent the time learning and then practicing with that craft in order to yeah. create a thing. Any good um, sorcerer, in the elder scrolls is a good sorcerer because they've spent the time to learn again, their craft sorcery is kind of a craft in elder scrolls. Some characters are more naturally magical, but their ability to control that magic and uh, use it in constructive or deconstructive ways is built around the extent of their knowledge and practice with those things. And Julianus is very much the, the knowledge side of that equation. That's kind of how how I see it. And, and the way that
2: these things are used in the series it's almost like if you think of it as like a trade skill like these are your trade skills and you you practice them and you become your master of them i.e. you level them up and there's the you know manual labor ones where it's like oh I can craft weapons or blacksmithing or whatever or enchanting it's, it's kind of neat it's just it's more the magical side of the craft field and that kind of gets attributed to Julie Janos as a whole.
0: Right, right. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into uh, Skyrim and, and I mentioned to this in the introductory section, uh, Junal, the Nordic father of language and mathematics. We're gonna dig into Junal a little bit because he's kind of the only associated uh, deity with Juliano's, and if you can recall back to some of these other ones, oftentimes they have different names and then similar but yet different associations in different cultures. Juliano's like. kind of stands alone among the Aedra in this sense. Um, the elves. The Manish races all seem to worship a very similar version of him if they do worship him Mm -hmm. um, without it being too, too distinctly different. Um, So we're going to get into that stuff in a little bit. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to dive into some of the locations that um, view him as their patron deity, which is which is interesting because there's not always this information uh, as readily available but for Giuliano's, it's definitely available and it's it's right here so we're going to dig into that stuff too and then in the middle of the show don't go anywhere because we're giving away three different fifty dollar gift cards uh robots radio and then two other people uh, have decided to pitch in 50 dollars gift cards for whatever platform you like to play games on you know steam xbox playstation so stay tuned for more info information about how you can win that as well so let's let's dig into this uh in skyrim junal who's also known as junal the rune god is the nordic god of hermetic orders knowledge and wisdom represented by An owl. And Lotus, this is another one of those things that I thought was so interesting. Remember, we talked um, a few weeks ago about the moth. Yes. And uh, who was it? Uh, It was uh, Dibella, right? Dibella was the moth? Yes. And I. Yes, I uh, think that was correct. Pretty sure it was Debella. So uh, Debella was was the moth symbolically and Julianos is the owl and owls generally are associated with wisdom so that makes sense. Uh, you know what they should be associated with is like hunting things at night because if an owl is nearby and you're like a rat or a bunny like you don't stand a chance. Those things are going to n- destroy you. They are going to catch you and eat you. Yeah. <laughs> Whole. Yeah, owls are actually pretty savage. <laughs> they are they're extremely savage. Um so in the live stream, if you if you want to join us live, you're welcome to twitch.tv slash robots radio and you can also check out the uh, video versions of this on the robots radio YouTube channel. But we have the image of Julianos here. This is Julianos uh, with uh, as you see him in the temples in the the stained glass. And of course, the old man head and he has a triangle kind of floating above a hand and he's wearing these big robes, you know, pretty typical stuff. But then we have the owl symbol from Skyrim. That is one of the symbols that you can move around on the machines. And do you remember this stuff from Skyrim, where you would like do the puzzles, where you'd have to like match the shapes? And there's like an owl, yep. and there's like a fish, and there's like a and a whale oh, and a yeah, snake, a snake, yep. and like those kinds of things. Well, the owl shows up as one of those, and that represents Julianos. And then also in some of the uh, the side panels in the um the crypts and things there's uh, and I'll and i'll describe this for our audio listeners too there's julianos who stands as, as an elderly man a kind of bald man with a with a beard some wings and a robe and there are the worshipers to the right and the left with what looks like a queen and a king in a casket and they're carrying them and then above him is the symbol of an owl with night symbols things like moons and stars and the two owls flying away from each other and a moon above Julianus's head, or in this case, Junal's head, because this yes. that was the name of their deity. So right. this goes on and says, um, he's represented by an owl and is one of the hearth gods. After falling out of favor with the rest of that pantheon, he became Julianos of the Nine Divines. He's largely absent in modern Skyrim mythology. So Julianos may have been an evolution of this deity which is interesting because as we know the Nords were needs that came from a separate continent and didn't mix with the elves until they were all in Tamriel we also know that they referenced Herma Mora, the man of the woods previously before getting to Tamriel as well both of these gods of wisdom and hearth and confusion and like all of these kinds of things all seem to have kind of a similar origin point yep the the uh uh, the owl that hunts in the woods like There's something here. There's some connective tissue here, which I think is is super interesting. It goes on. and says Wise Wing the owl is associated in northern Tamriel with Junal and is said to warn the unwary away from graveyards and witches covens during the New Life Festival. Vivek mentioned Junal as one of the eight known worlds. And as we also know, many of the Aedra are associated with their own worlds, which are potentially planets in the, you know, out in Oblivion somewhere. And they're kind of their own minor realms that are separate from the rest of Oblivion, right? So what do you think about all this? This is there's some there's some weird and wackiness going on in these connections.
2: There is, and actually, there's another connection I I want to bring up that I was researching real quick because I I saw this earlier and haven't been able to find information. Well, there's very little information on it because the reference that I'm about to make is from Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff uh, from the older games is kind of referenced and then fleshed out over time. This is not fleshed out over time. This is very it's very limited, but it makes me just curious. Based on the idea of the owl thing that you had brought up, is there is actually and it's a it's a group that not a lot of people know about, uh, or, or at least not from my understanding. There is a group called the Knights of the Owl. Actually, um, they were a faction in Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, and I'll, I'll just give the quick little snippet because. It is very small, and mm-hmm. I have not found them myself in Daggerfall, but once I dive into it, maybe I'll try to find it. But um, the Knights of the Owl are responsible for protecting and fighting for the royal po- royal family in Glenpoint. Only those most uh, refined fighting skills and dedicated to the welfare of Glenpoint are considered for inclusion in the Knightly Order. The problem is that I, again, when we were discussing, you know, you were talking about this, it made me think like, if an owl is such a strong connection, is there a connection to the Knights of the Owl? Because I right. knew about this faction and I'm curious if there is and it hasn't been expanded upon yet. Like because we've mm. never really heard of the Knights of the Owl going past Daggerfall. Most people, this might be the first time you're hearing of that. Right. right. Um and and through the wiki, the UESP, and from what I could find in the Imperial Library, what I just gave you is pretty much all the information there is on Mm -hmm. the Knights of the Owl. So it makes me curious if there was an idea to have an order somewhat based on him and maybe it never got fleshed out or maybe it's just unrelated you know they can have multiple things but it was just sure. a, an interesting little side tangent that I wanted to make reference to as a hey look at this Elder roll fact that I know bring up the knights <laughs> of the owl because most people probably won't know what that is
0: <laughs> uh, a lot of this stuff does go back to Daggerfall and when we go over some of the regions those these regions that are known for worshipping Julianus are mentioned in Daggerfall and that's the only way we know yes. about it um, so <clears throat> So there are these nuggets that may have been part of what was formulated about these, uh, you know, divines way right. back at the time of Daggerfall that have just kind of been these pieces kind of floating around in the background of the, the lore for a while exactly. now and, and haven't and really that's... been pulled back around in with more info yet. Right. And that's actually exactly
2: why I wanted to make sure that I had all the information that I could get on it because theoretically the, concrete creation in the lore of julianos was around the time that the knights of the owl would exist so it could be a tangent that's just never been explored more or it could be a coincidence like i said but it was it's just a fascinating little tidbit that there is a group that seems like they should have like a connection to julianos but it's not really explored yet
0: yeah yeah uh- who knows i mean there, there's a lot yep. more to cover here um exactly the worship of junal uh we've got a little bit more on that and then some other things i want to i want to cover before we get to the middle of the show um so although worship of junal has waned with most nords there are still those who have not forgotten him and aim for a higher purpose than the brandishing of swords and pursuing things such as scholar scholarship history reading and invention this is of course from the perspective of the fourth era certain nord warriors also respect junal as they must also have a strong mind and the knowledge to carry them through battle so this connection to warriors may have something to do with what you're talking about this older order from you know hundreds of years before skyrim in daggerfall yes
2: um you know so it might have branches reaching out where you know throughout the series like in this situation they're referring to the fourth era skyrim like who who knows exactly since it's such an unexplored thing for the most part
0: yeah so there was also the comment about uh previously that i i went through fairly quickly about um he has said to quote incant the damned equation and <laughs> yes that's a. An- Interesting. So this comes from the Pocket Guide to the Empire, first edition, Invocation. This is interesting. So this is an Invocation, and it reads like this. It's not very long, and I will read you the parts that are easy to read, and then there's parts that are more difficult as you get down it, because they're backwards. (laughs) So uh, it says, Scion of Emperors, King of Earth and Sky, Lord of Shining Hosts, Protector of Oathman, Freeman, and Yeoman, guarantor of right and justice, broad blessing of thrones and powers, sinosure of celestial glory, the most high Tiber septum. Obviously, this is mostly about Tiber septum, but then it goes on and says, the eight invocations and 16 acceptable blasphemies to Akatosh, whose perch from eternity allowed the day. Fairly clear, right? Time. Time mm-hmm. moving forward, movement of the yep. day. To Kinnereth, who returns the masculine breath. To Dibella, who pays men in moans <laughs> to RK who braves the diminuto, diminuto, that whatever that word means. I haven't looked that up yet. Yeah, that one's all on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then to Julianos who incants the damned equation, to Mara who fills the empty and drains the stones, to Zenithar who prov- uh, the provider of our ease, and to Stendar who suffers men to read. But the one I want to focus on is Julianos who incants the damned equation. What do you think that means? <laughs>
2: I mean, in terms of like the acceptable blasphemies or something, like
0: is there <sighs> I mean you could I, Well the ac- acceptable I, I... blasphemies are the daedra and they read backwards. So they say things like you have to read it backwards. I'll just read one of them. To Boethia, sure. the Fount of Inspiration. And I'm trying to I'm reading this backwards, so I take some time to, to process it.
2: Uh, what I, I guess what I meant by what I was referring to is, like, so <laughs> there's two ways I I suppose you can kind of read that. Is the equation damned, or is he, like, is that what it is? Like, is, is the equation itself the thing that is damned?
0: I mean, if the equation to, is, like, capital E equation, meaning, like, the, the sum of the world, the sum of existence, right. the sum of reality, and the there are cycles to reality there is creation there is the, susten- the sustaining of reality and then there's the destruction and then okay. the next kelpa begins then sure. the damned equation is an equation mm-hmm. that will always end in destruction
2: right because no matter what it's always destined to be damned right however right. so that's one way of looking at it but that's actually not how i originally took it which again that could be the way of, is the equation damned in the sense that it's like you can have something be damned in a way not not like okay you know this is almost like blasphemous like that style. like is Mm -hmm. the equation being dealt with like a damned art or something like taboo that like that's how i originally kind of took that and then i was like oh it also could just be like you said well i -hmm. mean cycles end so theoretically they're also damned in that way so i'm just curious which is referred to i guess is
0: kind of what i'm getting like it's because it's, it's, it's a good kind question of ambiguous it's, it's a good question there's a discussion on there's been some discussion there's not a whole lot out there about it um there's apocryphal no, entries by like people in the community and stuff trying to suss this out well, there's uh it, it there there's some other posts about other you know things on reddit and people trying to figure this stuff out but really there, there's nothing worth bringing up on this show right now as a like here's a potential answer because it seems like there's just not much else about this which means that it's really interesting to me because it's like yes it, it delves deep into speculation
2: at that point what right. is your interpretation right. of this most like this would be a written uncertainty thing where yes <laughs> you would kind of yeah. delve deep into it and explain your point rather than just kind of like do more of an overview like we try to do it's not like there's
0: a, another book somewhere in the literature that meant uses even that phrase damned equation that i can find right uh maybe there is maybe i just didn't find it but i i I didn't (laughs) see one
2: either when i looked so as far (laughs) as i know it
0: is only kind of mentioned once right so that means that we don't have any hard evidence we have speculatory evidence like you're saying of like people who really dig into this stuff and connections that they can make through you know like if this is the character and this book says this and this book says this and it's similar then it may, might mean this but we don't have anything beyond that so maybe this is maybe we should have Arimatheus dig into this one on written uncertainty because yeah. he might he might be able to dig up more than I can just on you know our, our version of this type of stuff <laughs> right you can spend an hour delving directly into this one quote
2: as right. opposed to having right. a quote be part of an episode
0: <laughs> But I, I would love for you guys to chime in with your thoughts on this on our discord and let us know what, what you think the damned equation is my guess is it has to do with the cycle of, of of life and, the, and destruction in the end and how we're all damned to end with the cycle and then everything yeah, picks up then, again i um, mean
2: it totally i could i could see that i mean that totally seems like it would work
0: yeah yeah so to round this out there's some more information about julianos here Juliano's uh, created the shield of the crusader for pellinol white strike who we've talked about before to help him yep. defeat Umaril the unfeathered a chapel is dedicated to his worship in skingrad there is also a chantry of Julianos in the Imperial City. In the mm-hmm. Iliac Bay, temples dedicated to him are known as Schools of Julianos. As their name applies, these temples are considered educational institutions, which would make sense, right? They are yep. believed to have spread the term "magica" to describe the power associated with performing magic. Julianos is the patron deity of the regions of Lainil, Diania, Ab- Abibon-Gora, Dwinin, Tulun, and Satakalam. And we're going to dig into those a little bit after the mid-break. Anything else you want to chime in with before we we move on?
2: Uh, Very surface-level something, but it's just something that I love about this series. And it's one of the first things that I remember just, like, you want to talk about when you first introduce yourself to a series i remember when i first played uh morrowind over my friend's house and i was like trying to understand what was going on in this game because i had a fatigue meter and i'm like Uh that seems weird if my fatigue is high wouldn't that mean i'm tired but that's not how that worked and i remember being like magicka as opposed to like magic i just super surface level thing I love that phrase in the series. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I just think that's a cool way of making magic unique. So they call it magicka. It's mm-hmm. super simple, but I never realized that theoretically it was attributed to
0: Giuliano. So thanks, Julianos. I really love that term. So, well, apparently I owe that to you. Yeah, I've always thought it was like an interesting way of relating it to stamina, stamina magica, magica. Yeah, no, as it, if it's, it is. A, it's, just, it's a it's a a resource in right. in that that sense, um, and so it yeah. just does make it seem different than magic, which or mana,
2: which everything uses. It, it, right. it It's similar but just different enough that it's like oh yeah that's the elder scrolls term for it where it's like a lot of this stuff is variations of something that's come before it or whatever so it's just it's i don't know that's a term that i really like and i never knew that it was in the series actually attributed to
0: someone specifically Mm -hmm. yeah that is pretty cool all right well let's move on with the middle of the show we're going to talk about our giveaway and we we're going to thank our patrons and then we'll be back with some more lore
1: the skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign.
0: So before we get
1: to our giveaway, we've gotta thank
0: our patrons. So thank you, thank you, thank you to our big, big big, 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 big big did I say big patrons uh, Our big guys the, the tier five uh, who is still tier five till I'm sorry tier six who is still tier six for the next few weeks um, I know he's stepping down from this so there'll be room if anyone else wants to be Akatosh uh, you're, you're welcome to step in it's a little bit crazy uh, but you're welcome to do that uh, pie man thank you so much for your support this last month R- really really do appreciate it and then we have noodle al dente the best of the noodles and Stephen hey. R who are our Daedric princes I'd love to find out which Daedric princes they are because that's pretty awesome, too. Um, but then we have a whole list of 50 other patrons. We've, we hit the 50 mark. Thank you, guys. Maybe we can hit 55 by the end of the month. That's what I'm, I'm gunning for. I'm hoping you guys can help us out. And if you go to Patreon.com, you can find all sorts of things that you can get for helping to support the show. ad free episodes when we chat before or after the episode. So and we do extended episodes. You get that content as well. Sometimes we're just goofing off and sometimes we're talking about some really interesting stuff that just doesn't make it into the mainstream. So you get all that stuff even at the bottom tier. Um, You also get discounts on the store, ad free episodes, episodes early. And if you sign up at tier four or higher, you get to join us at the end of the month, which happens in one week. On the 27th so next week we're getting together with our patrons we're going to be talking with you guys and there are at least one two three four five six seven of you potentially who can join us next week so come join us if you want to sign up at patreon.com elder scrolls lorecast and we'll see you guys next week now let's talk about oh thank you and thank you thank you thank you all of our patrons now, let's talk about the giveaway so this was an idea that occurred to me recently i was like you know what i'm going to do a giveaway and i want to i want this giveaway to be a way to thank the community. Uh, often times people use giveaways to like grow their podcasts and things like that. And this is not about sharing the podcast. It's not about doing anything like that. This is about joining our, our discord just show up in the discord. And until the end of the month, you can jump into our discord. You can heart any current post, any post after today or as of today, the 20th or on, so you can go back through all the other posts and just heart all of them. You can talk with the people there. You can heart each other's posts. As long as you're not just spamming stuff, just have have real conversations. That's fine. Don't spam things. You'll get kicked out. But like legitimate conversations, heart all the posts that you can that have been posted from the 20th on and welcome new people to the discord. That's it. We're spreading love, we're spreading happiness, we're spreading the joy of being able to talk with other people about our favorite things, and that's what's going on. Every single time you heart a post or every single time you welcome somebody into the discord, that's another entry into the giveaway. And there are potentially 3 $50 gift cards to whatever gaming platform you prefer. Ready to be given away, so that's 150 bucks, guys. 150 bucks. All you have to do is show up, be part of the community, and hearts and posts. It's really easy. So come join us on there, and we'll see you in the Discord. All right. Oh, and the easiest way to do that, I was going to shift back. But the easiest way to do it is just search "Robots Radio Discord." It will come up right away. It's a really easy to find. Or go to robotsradio.net. There's a link right at the top. All right, let's go back to the rest of the show. Since the dawn of time,
1: there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths
2: are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is BlueCrew86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together.
1: Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Blessings of Julius upon you too, Suliar. (laughs) Uh, Welcome, welcome everybody to chat. So we've got some places to talk about and these are places that you may have been, Lotus, but I don't know that I've been to all of these places. These are places where Julianos is the patron deity. And if you haven't, or if you don't quite remember, it's totally fine. But we're just going to real quick go through each of these. So there's first we have Lane Lynn, formerly known as Tava's Blessing, is a mall, uh, a mall city. It's a city of malls. <laughs> it is a small perfect. city. Perfect. Located on the north central coast of the Alakir Desert in the province of Hammerfell. It is a small and minor port city that is occupied by the crowns. The shipyards in town are well-known throughout the region and have been used by people such as High King Faharajad of Sentinel in, or to manufacture ships for the Royal Navy. Lainlin is the seat of power for the eponymous Barony of Lainlin, a political entity located in the southern Iliac Bay region in the forest region east of the Dragontail Mountains. The city was specifically located on the northeast section of the region on the coastline. Any familiarity with this? Yes, I'm actually doing uh
2: photos uh while I'm following along here. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's uh I remember this. There's a decent amount of questing to do here in um Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of these are
0: either Elder Scrolls Online or Daggerfall where you actually yeah, get to well, interact with them.
2: There's also I, I, the the thing that I was most curious on. I, I I thought I knew where this was, but yes, it's actually a really pretty port city. It's got a giant uh it, it, on the port. There's several boats like docking and stuff like that, which is is really pretty, um, but. <laughs> the okay yeah these are so the daggerfall reference definitely there the one thing that i was curious on and it is it is totally an arena as well but it was not Mm. mission critical so i did not see it in arena um but looking at the picture it looks like one of the generic alakir desert Areas, (laughs) Areas,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, some of those. are right. Super detailed. Yeah, yeah arena, um, some of these are in arena. You're, you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was there, but I did not
0: actually go to it in arena. So
2: I don't have any fun input from that game, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. So next on the list, and and they are they're lovers of Julianos, lovers of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have uh, Dania which I think is how you pronounce it. You know that A-E combination that shows up in language from like old English? E- yes. This is one of the few things I remember from my uh, like old ancient English class I took in college. But that A-E sound in old English is actually aw. It looks like it should be A-E, but it's pronounced aw in old English. So if this is an old English word, it would be pronounced Dania. Um, but it's probably Dania in, our, in the way we say things now. Is a, is a forested region in western high rock in the southern part of glenumbra it borders Cambrai hills to the northeast the region is home to the city of daggerfall it is also known for the culture of quests where young people of the lower class take on heroic tasks in order to feel more like nobility <laughs> there have been even been cases where a task was so great the person contemplating it became a noble themselves because of this ability to move up in social classes, the people of Dania are fiercely independent. The region is also home to the Baldama weird, as well as several witch covens. So more worshipers of Julia. Yes.
2: Other than the weird themselves in the area, mm-hmm. um, which again, I'm browsing through, um, you know, the actual details on these places as we do them. I don't specifically remember much. i think you might actually have to like deal with the weird and maybe like cleanse something in the region yes uh, so uh,
0: you do i believe you okay, go through here that, and and uh there's that's part of the whole quest line with the the weird the witches and yeah, the, the land the is weird cursed weird and the, yeah, that, okay yeah.
2: and you're cleansing it out okay that's mm-hmm. really all i could remember but i wasn't even sure if i was mixing up the
0: regions and this is the place that I'm thinking of because it's kind of nondescript from these pictures <laughs> yeah and what's what's interesting about about that is that which witches are magic users right they yes they would then be worshippers of Julianos and in, in that sense at least of knowledge sure. and use of magic but they're also very nature focused and right um, so would
2: they deal more with hedge magic and stuff like that and, know, the potentially, earth bones
0: and and all that kind of yep. stuff and is there like is there an intersection between those two that is kind of interesting you know to me like where do you gain your knowledge when you're dealing with hedge magic is does it ultimately still come from julianos
2: that's exactly it it's like because you're not going to learn that stuff in an institution like a school or anything like that it's kind of passed down i would assume from the elders to the you know the younger generations so that they can keep the traditions is it still the same you know god julianos that's describing you know providing this knowledge or is it from another source right right so. perhaps hermes
0: Mora, the woodland man the woodland man maybe maybe <laughs> maybe then we have yeah. abibangora is a region that rests on the western coast of hammerfell in the iliac bay region it's shared borders with cairo to the north kirao Cai- maybe kirao and uh, the Alakir desert to the east, where it was a barony in the third era. Red guards predominate the region with Julianos as their favorite deity, which is interesting because, well, as I mentioned before, there isn't an analog to the Yakudin gods for Julianos. So they must have become worshippers of Julianos once they made their way to Tamriel. The city, uh, the capital city is the city of Abibon Gora, and the locality is protected by the Knights of the Wheel um this is interesting after red guards moved into the area the local slowed found that their methods of criminal justice provided a good source of material for experiments in necromancy they were Ooh. slow they were slowed in the region oh. yeah despite efforts from the red guards to rid themselves of the Slode, reports of them surviving as far north as abban lasted into the third era which is kind of cool that there were slowed still sticking around in this place right until the third era. Um, this is apparently only in Daggerfall, so I actually have
2: never seen this. Um, okay, well, interesting. Uh, notable though,
0: that, I... yeah, red guards worshiping Julianos is kind of a, a notable thing. Yeah, that's that's less common. So, yep, huh. so I, I think that's pretty cool. Interesting. Then we have yeah, Dwinin is a barony found in the province of High Rock. Again, High Rock, Hammerfell, lots of stuff in this region. In the region of the Iliac Bay, Dwinin played a large role in the battle against the Cameron usurper whose legion mm-hmm. came across Western Tamriel like an unbridled plague. It was the region's first Baron, Othrock who led the assault and overcame the warmonger. Toulon is a coastal city state of high rock situated at the most Western end of the province. It is bordered by Glenumbra Moors to the North Glen point to the East and Daggerfall to the Southeast. The largest city is the city of Toulon. The dominant vampire bloodline is the Vreseth and the regional deity is Julianos. during the third era it was an independent barony but the warp in the west but after the warp in the west it became a vassal of the kingdom of daggerfall one known export of taloon is carrots (laughs) i love that that's like a little side point right (laughs) there worthy note (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Yeah, Dwinen's another one. Th- these are actually some things that I'm going to need to keep in mind when I end up tackling uh, the entirety of Daggerfall. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, go go poke in and see what it's like. Right. It's it, well, and I did that with a couple places that I had learned about in advance of Arena, and it kind of makes me again as Elder Scrolls Online is flushing out so much of the world. Arena had a lot of the the background for where things started, and then ooh, you get into. <laughs> The entirety of Daggerfall, which for the longest time held the crown of like the biggest game. So, that uh, there's so many regions that even now have not been explored by anything else. So,
0: mm-hmm. we had a question in chat. Sea Chaser asks, What is the Warp in the oh, West? What is yeah, and I that should, is we should probably do an episode on the Warp in the West, probably should, do <laughs> probably should do it. That it is one of the Dragon Breaks, it is the ending of yes. Daggerfall, I believe, right. <laughs>
2: Yep, it is it's it basically uh helps canonize multiple endings, um because they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner and that's yeah. uh a yeah. very clever MacGuffin on how to Turn a inconsistency in a story into a feature that is actually really deep when you get into Dragon Breaks.
0: <laughs> yeah. When we talked about Akatosh, we talked about Dragon Breaks a little bit and how yeah. time gets messed up and how many it's, things can happen simultaneously and all be canon even though they're contradictory. Right. Um, and so Think that of was it their as way all
2: of all of the things happen and none of the things happen. Right. And people have a remembrance of some of the things, so it could seem like multiple things were done, but they might not have happened to you even in the same place. It it gets really right, weird and right. gets involved, so we it will right. devolve into a huge thing if we try getting too much into it on a side episode.
0: Yeah, so the way the way that the game Daggerfall ends is called the Warp in the West. It's because there were multiple ways to end the game. So that's that's where that comes from. We have one more location, Satakalam. Satakalam, or how, how to pronounce that? I don't know. Yeah, is Satakalam. A, <laughs> Satakal is a word, right? Satakalam. There you go. Perfect. Um, is a city on the western coast of Hammerfell, on the eastern coast of the Iliac Bay, at the edge of the Alakir Desert. The nearby Motalian necropolis is said to be the largest crypt in the Alakir, and some of the most reviled people are entombed here or there during the alliance war of the second era 582 so elder scrolls online the empire of cyrodiil sent the seventh legion to capture the city as the first step towards conquering hammerfell and high rock the legion entered the city through a smuggling tunnel from bancari taking key hostages and looting the temple of satakalam however the forces of the daggerfall covenant were successful in swiftly liberating the city during the period leading up to the warp in the west in the third era 417 the city was capital of the country of Satakalam, of the county, I'm not not country, county of Satakalam, following the warp, it became, or it came to be ruled by Sentinel. So, this is in both games. Like, you can actually visit in both.
2: And, um, it's not so much a thing anymore, but, um... The Necropolis specifically is a pretty cool area of the Alakir Desert. Uh, There's a world boss and uh, a quest that takes you through it and everything like that, but back in the day it's still somewhat usable but you know there's better methods Uh, back in the day because there are so many uh, zombies that have been resurrected in the necropolis or (laughs) not to or whatever they're called Uh it was one really great method for leveling was to run around the necropolis aggravating as many zombies as you could (laughs) into a giant pile and then everybody pincers them in and just blows them all up and scoops up their XP so (laughs) it, it used to be a great farm location
0: within the necropolis was reburying the dead and <laughs> sco- blows them up and scoops up their guts yep <laughs> so those are all the locations we know of uh because they showed up prom- primarily in the older games but then were also mentioned in eso um, i'm sure there are other places throughout tamriel where julianus is a patron deity um but we don't get a whole lot of that info uh, in in the current games um there's Skingrad, which you can visit in oblivion and see the temple to julianus which looks like all the other temples in oblivion just happens to be about julianus the most as opposed to any of the other divines so um looks pretty similar to all of those and to to wrap this all up we do have a few little side notes here the wine Julianus fire belly can be made with sacred lotus seeds and lady smock leaves have you ever tried any Julianus fire belly
2: I haven't. That sounds most unpleasant,
0: though. (laughs) I think we should petition for Bethesda to make this one of the drinks that we can get next time they have an event. Because that's what they do for anybody who hasn't been to any of the uh, Elder Scrolls events or whatever. Like when we went to Vegas a year ago. Oh, yeah. And they made that. They they had special concoctions. They had like two drinks that they made uh, and they gave out tickets and you could go and uh, turn in your tickets for these special drinks. And they were named after actual in-world drinks so there very well could be a Julianos fire belly at the next uh, event which would be cool 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 stuff and then we also have those who visit the way shrines of Julianos in cyrodiil receive blessings blessings enhancing their intelligence and magicka which would make sense so there you go um any other thoughts on any of this lotus
2: um referencing just one thing that was brought up in chat i don't know if i didn't catch it uh related to something you had said mm-hmm. sentinel uh was the country with solitude as the capital and sentinel is in ha- i was gonna say sentinel is a the city in um the alakir desert yeah. is i don't know if that was just like a just to clarify in case that. yeah was i said, said country instead of
0: county I, I okay think that was yeah, the, yeah, yeah that okay. was going mess up um yeah okay perfect yeah. Yeah, and then I tried to crack um, myself.
2: Yeah, but no, and it's in the yeah, like like it's brought up. It's brought, it's in the Hammerfell region, so it's it's a pretty cool um, little region. You deal a lot with it in Elder Scrolls Online if you play it. There's there's um, a decent amount of quests in there, and in fact, um, I believe the is it the Siege of Sentinel is referenced. Um, what do you call it with the uh, event? Oh God. uh, the ha- not halloween for the new life festival i believe the the quest that takes place is in sentinel where you uh reenact lighting the fires mm. that's um that's actually they send you there for what do you call it for um the red guard version you cover each of the uh, races when doing their seasonal events and that's that's the place you go to for the Red Guards Yeah, so yeah. pretty cool
0: city pretty cool city so that's basically it for Julianos um, I would love to find out more information about the connection to Hermes Mora and some of that stuff uh, there's you know a lot more there I think that we haven't really gotten revealed a little a lot of things that are just kind of like hiding underneath the surface you know that really haven't been pointed out and welcome to we just had like an influx of new people in chat welcome guys. guys yes is, we're wrapping up the elder scrolls lore cast we do this live every week at this time uh starting about an hour before now uh and we're talking about julianos and the divines uh but you can find the podcast all sorts of places um so but welcome to the stream everyone yeah welcome so lotus what else do you have going on? How's how's tails going how's uh how's your other podcast
2: uh- Good. We've been kind of bi-weekly a bit more recently uh, just because real life has gotten in the way. And also, since we're more news and discussion, it's a little harder to... where there's so much hype prepping for the upcoming <laughs> chapter uh-huh. there's only so much news you can discuss without kind of like having the new stuff drop so uh yeah we, we've we kind of been on like a bi-weekly thing just so we don't inundate people with you know useless nonsense since we're not super lore focus where there's just topic after topic after topic you can delve into um but yeah i'm very hyped for the new chapter that's coming up and um yeah i uh just did i've been playing i've been going back to streaming uh what is it uh <laughs> that was fire that's the word I needed um, yes and it's it's an experience to say the least um, <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's it's certainly an experience I guess would be the best way to put that it's really it it is great to see where the series has come come from back in the day um but yeah so other than that i uh not too too much i managed to finally complete my last hard mode trial and get my last skin in Elder Scrolls online so i was very excited about that it has been a long process to do that so Mm -hmm. very hyped for the new stuff and kind of been honestly listening and reading more lore stuff and being less aggressive on clearing stuff like I tend to do and more just kind of delving into stuff like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. yeah like that's good times, man. We're like two Absolutely. weeks away, two weeks away from the new content. Um, yeah, it's it's getting close. It's coming up. I, I've been debating getting back into it. I mean, I've got the mass effect lore- legendary edition to play. Cause I, we do the mass effect lore cast now, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, Uh, play that, but I don't have time, but I do, but I'm going to have to make time, and then I've been debating this whole thing about jumping back into the game and doing some more of the uh, gameplay episodes and putting those up on the podcast. So a lot of just like, oh, how should I spend my time (laughs) along with making these updates? I updated the discord. Um, There are now roles in the discord. When you log in, you can choose what roles and what podcasts you like to follow. And now instead of everybody just tagging everyone, you can just tag a role. So like, you know, if, if you're into Elder Scrolls, then somebody just tag Elder Scrolls and people who are into it will get tagged rather than everybody so uh, that, that stuff helps. It, it's been, you know, a lot of fun seeing people's reactions to that and the giveaway is up and everybody's been responding to that really, really well. Um, oh, so good. yeah, we got like two weeks until I, I pick a winner for that. So that's going to be fun and exciting. And I, I love the idea of getting somebody a gift card that they could possibly use to, you know, pick up the new expansion if they couldn't afford it or something like that. So, you know, giving back to the community is always nice because the community here and that's what enables us to do what we do. Um, And it's, it's just, you guys are awesome. Like I I put up the thing today and I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm giving away a $50 gift card and within, I don't know, half an hour of people all starting to chat about it on the discord two other people wrote me private messages and we're like, I want to give away 50 bucks to everybody too. And I was like, what? And they were just like, Yeah, I wanna, I wanna give I wanna give I wanna give stuff away. Can I do that? And I'm like, Yeah, I'll I'll and the first one sent me is another one of the shows. It's Almighty from um Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, who's on our uh Rocket Club, who's part of our Rocket Club list of podcasts, and they do a D show and some other things. Um and he was like, Yeah, I wanna give fifty bucks away. And I was like, Okay, I'll I'll draw two names and then Another somebody else in our community was like, "I'll give fifty bucks away." I was like, "Okay, I'll draw three names." Um, So, damn, yeah, it's it's cool stuff. And then also, welcome to uh, those those of you who jumped into our our live stream right now um they said they were from yeah, the I hispanic keep up chat. Uh, yeah they're from the hispanic <laughs> elders for goals community which is super cool that's that's awesome so welcome to all of you you guys are all welcome to hang out and join us uh and you're all also welcome in the discord and you're also welcome to jump into the giveaway as well if you want so uh, exclamation giveaway there's the info and the link to the discord um but yeah, we're, we're a fun community of people who love talking about lore, about this game and all, a whole bunch of other games. And uh, that's what we're here for. We want to we make friends. And if you love this stuff, then we love you. So let's all be piles. Um, but that's what I got going on. That seems about it. And then I got my new glasses. That was it. That's, that's what's been go. going on lately. I think that's
2: the main bullet point.
0: Yeah, that's the main bullet point is I am now plus two perception. Here, there you go. Thank you very much. So, yeah, so like I, like I said at the beginning of the show, there will not be a D&D lore cast tonight. That's normally what we would go into next. But um, uh, my co-host, Stuart, isn't able to make it. He had to get called into work. So that'll be up on the regular stream. And um, if, you, uh, if you're tuning into this for the first time and you want to listen to these, they're up available everywhere. There's also recordings of previous episodes up on the Robots Radio Discord. So lots of places you can check that stuff out. Well, Lotus, I think that does it. I think that's it. Anything? All right. Anything else to say? I think that pretty much closes it up for tonight. All right. All right. We'll be back next week with another one of the divines. Actually, no. We'll be back next week with our patron chat, talking with our patrons, and then we'll be back with more divines. And by then, we'll probably be talking about the new expansion, uh, the new ESO stuff coming out as well. I'd love yeah, to get we'll your dropping your. Phone. I'd love to get your hot takes on on that stuff, man. Ooh, going back to. Back to Oblivion, yep. Gates, Daedra, stuff. I'm excited. And all the day All the day gone. All the day gone. All the day all gone. The day gone. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, uh, you know, next time you get a chance to like chill out, grab yourself a cup of Giuliano's Firebelly and let me know what you think. All right. We'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at elderscrollslorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at esolorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at
1: robotsradio.net. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay," or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone LaRue and Chad Akovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it. And we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable and we love them
2: (laughs) and at the end of each review we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again uh, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie so
1: join us on july 9th for the first drop of our main episode and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes
2: and on robots radio podcast network come see us on july 9th we love you so much
0: already Bye. bye
1: would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhaut, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arr. Once
0: upon a time,
2: 27 years after the bombs fell there were two people a vault dweller and a california girl they met and sparks blew. that's when things got interesting once upon a wasteland is their story follow elizabeth kirby and odessa valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now.